Apparently, we should be wary of leaders that talk too much. That's certainly true of Hitler Mussolini and that bloke who's suing CNN for comparing him to one of the aforementioned. There was a leader who led an organization of over 50 million people who never indulged in such crass self-glorification. Just their very presence commanded allegiance and respect from people and leaders across the globe. In today's podcast, our business experts will discuss this concept of quiet leadership. Hi, Heidi and hi, Brent. Hello. Hello. How are you both? Oh, oh, are we supposed to be in mourning or have those 10 days actually passed now? I think that you can put your flag all the way back up. I think we, yeah, I think the king's in full effect, isn't he? Chuckles the third. Interesting, interesting. Fresh out of the oh gate. He's not a very inspiring character, it must be said. I say he's been wait- waiting a lifetime to be uninspiring. <laughs> that, however, is the interesting point that makes it actually a topic I think worth reflecting on. Okay. We all look at him and go, wow. What an uninspiring leader. Yeah. Interesting point of view. Why do you just look at him? There's no actual authority. It's not like he's on the reins of power. Yep. And yet we look at his mother and go, may not have liked the woman or I may have liked the woman, but she was a leader. And we look at him and we go, we had the whole Diana thing, we had the whole, the royals are out of touch, you're Mm. out of date. And she sort of handled those with a steady hand at the helm. Uh, We got through it, we came out the other side, and it was quite surprising how the death of the Queen did actually sort of make me feel. She was like that auntie, that great aunt that sat in the corner of the room. Mm. She was always there, correcting her often racist husband, but she was always there, yes. you know. Well, it's interesting because she had a form of what we call quiet leadership. She could do it almost silently. Right. And we respected that. When you say silent, so is, you mean like effortless or is it more cunning or is it more clever than that? I think she was quite clever in what she did and didn't do. She put thought to it. Yeah. It was not accidental with her. And if anything, I think that that's possibly something that we sense in Charles as being lacking, that there's a slightly more selfish, let me express myself. And in her leadership, you almost feel this, I'm going to take myself out of the equation and lead through my silence and my withdrawal and hold disparate people together through that. So it's like... No, it's not. And it's not that she didn't talk and didn't engage with people because she did that really well. Right, yes. She made people feel comfortable around her, which is what a good leader does. I think we sometimes forget how important a leader is. And we all think that we're these autonomous, wonderful human beings. But in in our psyche, we do need to be led. Uh, The mood of the nation, for instance, under, you know, number 45... We certainly were not a happy nation. We did take our lead from uh, the, the higher voices up, whether whether we wanted to or not. I mean, the mood of the nation was governed by who was in charge. Is that exactly what sort of happens in a business? So can we learn anything from Elizabeth in this role? She did not have authority, and no one can say she wasn't a leader. 
And within the business sector, we often conflate the ideas of being a leader and having authority. And that's what you hear in her silence. Having been a constitutional monarch, she was not responsible for policy. And yet, I don't think anyone would doubt she was a much better leader than, let's say, oh, Boris Johnson, just to pull out someone randomly. She looked at everyone who was in within government from, from a slightly adjacent sort of viewpoint. And I think it's much easier to assess people in that way. I mean, but, yeah. but when you're when you're looking at or talking to organisations, that sort of leadership, is it something you could ever teach? Or is that just inherent in the person in the first place or just not there at all? I think it can be massaged and it can be influenced. I don't think you can teach it. I think you can modify behavior to act in a certain way. And I agree with Brent fully in that orgology doesn't believe. Learn leadership in six easy steps. Just (laughs) add water. (laughs) Leadership cannot be grown like sea monkeys. It doesn't just sprout up out of a bucket of water. You can, however, look to those characteristics of steady leadership and nurture them. It's a process of self-reflection and wanting to acquire those skills. So so when you guys meet someone within an organization who who wants to be or is in a leadership role, what sort of personality traits do you want to see or, or are you excited to see that gives you confidence that they can become that sort of leader? What sort of character becomes that sort of leader? Off the top of my head, one of the things that I would say is being comfortable with not having the answers and being comfortable with or being able to be wrong. A lot of people find that very difficult. It is very difficult. You are brought up through an organization and through your profession of having the answers and being right. Right. A good leader will have the empathy and the ability to say, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do this. What do you think? And be self-reflective of their weaknesses. Because somebody who's got all the answers, whether they're right or wrong, is more more of a dictator, I guess. (laughs) Well, you go back to 45, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which basically believed that he knew what was right for everybody, which was completely wrong for most people. (laughs) Uh, All of us. And not to beat on him or the queen or anybody else, but the queen was just the opposite. The queen would say, that's a wonderful ideal. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah. She wouldn't say, I know that's not going to work, or yes, that's great. It's kind of that softer touch of interesting ideal. We should look into that. Yeah. I wonder if it's to do with her... Not only being sort of the mother, inverted commas, of the nation, but she was a mother herself. That sort of uh, understanding on what delegate to the best skills. Well, I I think calling anyone in the House of Windsor a particularly motherly figure is a stretch (laughs) by any imagination. She loved those corgis. She loved the corgis. Come on, Heidi. Yeah, the corgis, yeah, (laughs) after that, but... There was another thing that in observing this entire period of change that I found fascinating. God bless the queen. We didn't know she was going to die. Let's just say, however, actuaries at insurance companies would say that a woman over 95 years old probably doesn't have 20 years to live. No. 
No. It's a good chance she was going to pass at some point. All of us do. Yes. Yes. With that, the probability was there that she would die at some point. Here's the thing that stunned me. There were plans in place for all of the people in those funny little hats to get out there in their costume play and do all of their ritual things. And clearly, that didn't come from nowhere. You need planning for that. Well, oh, and they yeah. hadn't done it for decades. Yeah. So, so there was a lot of planning. There was a yeah. lot of planning because we haven't done a transition like this in our lifetime. They planned for the funny hats. They did not plan for the palace staff. There was something that broke in the press that two days after her death, where all of the staff and anyone who has arranged their own personal family funeral is aware of the enormous amount of things that happen when someone passes away. Right. And letters went out to all of the staff at Buckingham Palace and all of the staff at Charles's residence saying, so there's been a change and many of you will lose your jobs. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. How, how is it you plan for the funny hats yep. and you don't plan, plan an organizational transition for staffing, which is the bread and butter of the services that Orgology yeah. does. So, hey, you could have called us. <laughs> this is a terrible foreshadowing moment, isn't it, of, of what's to come? I mean, his argument would be, well, it was a letter. It wasn't a text. Yeah, or we didn't do it on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, but but it is it is interesting that, one, the timing was, was not... Terrible. It wasn't good. It was unconsciously unsympathetic. Yes, the whole country's in mourning. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you've been a, you've been a very integral part of this whole thing working, yeah. and you may lose your job. I must say, I mean, Liz, your timing was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean... The country's gone through Brexit, it's, it's gone through Boris Johnson, and now the head of the state, the identity of the country, has gone. So as a, as if you imagine it as an organisation, I think it's a little bit in crisis. Oh, it's horribly in crisis. No one knew it would come the way it did. But what I would say is, if you as an individual are looking at what does leadership mean? Does leadership mean me standing up charismatically in front of my employees. All I can recommend is look at the UK and watch this space. They are in a horrible leadership crisis, and it is a space to watch for what makes a good leader, what makes a poor leader, and what do you want to learn out of that crisis. Good, bad, or ugly, all you can do in a crisis is ask what you can learn out of it. And I think there's a lot to be gathered out of this. Yeah. And if you have dollars and you need pounds right now, it'd be oh, a great time so to buy them. They're on sale. I tell yeah. you. Well, yes, I, I, all eyes are looking towards Britain um, to see how it will come out of the crapper. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what have we got to look forward to next week, Heidi? Floppy disks. Oh, I think I remember those. Possibly. Possibly. They're rather <laughs> floppy. Yeah, they, don't, they haven't sold them for over 10 years, but you might remember them. Keep them away from magnets. Ooh, yeah. yes. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to talking about your floppy bits next week. All right, we'll talk floppy next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.